Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I have searched far and wide. Actually, I've I've had this man on my bucket list for a couple of years. Um, I've, I, I have joining me here today, Dr. Sean Stevenson. Say hello, Sean. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled that you're here. We met a couple of years ago. I think it was in San Diego um, where we were at a National Speakers Association event. And uh, I, I found out at the time that we have a lot in common. Um, a similar passion for improving the lives of people. Folks, if you're listening, uh, Dr. Sean Stevenson has quite an impressive resume. He's he's the author of a book called Get Off Your Butt, uh, spelled with one T, right, Sean? That's correct. Like all your, but I would do that, but I don't have the time, all the excuses. I would, but yeah. Um, Excellent book that also highlights some of your life experiences. And Sean, you've had an opportunity to work with the Dalai Lama to uh, serve in the Clinton White House. Uh, you've got a pretty impressive list of of amazing adventures that you've had in your life, and you might refer to some of those as we talk. But I'm thrilled to have you on the show with us here today. And uh, I, I told you just before we started the recording that I, I recently listened to a TED talk that you delivered in prison. Um, do you want to add any context to that now that I've said that you gave a TED talk in prison? Well, I was not incarcerated at the time. Um, I was speaking <laughs> at a uh, correctional facility in California. Right. And it was a special uh, TEDx talk that. Uh, was done in prison for the prisoners, and it was amazing. I got to uh, follow Richard Branson, and there was just incredible uh, presenters that day, and it was one of my favorite times on stage in my life. Ever. Yep. Right. And you've been on stage a lot. You've been a professional speaker now for how long? 23 years. Wow. 23 years. Sean, some of our guests don't know a lot about the context of your life. Could you give just a brief um, bio that that creates the context for what's created these adventures for you? Sure. So what most people recognize from me in the beginning is that I am three feet tall. I'm in a wheelchair because of a rare bone disorder called osteogenesis imperfecta. Mm -hmm. It's a just a Latin fancy medical term for a rare bone gene imperfection where my, my collagen did not form properly throughout my life. So with that said, uh, the bones were never strong enough to support the weight of walking. So I use a wheelchair for mobility. Um, they were very fragile growing up. Something as simple as sneezing would fracture a collarbone uh, coughing too hard, could break ribs growing up. Ugh. And, you know, it, with that scenario, um, 
I definitely had a adventurous life. You know, people have stared at me every day. I've left my house still to this day. And yet Mm -hmm. I don't let that condition define who I am. I certainly believe that it has an impact, but it's only about 2% of who I think I really am. Um, More of my life is defined by my accomplishments and um, my mission. So uh, Mm. some of my accomplishments have been, as you mentioned, working at the White House for President Clinton. I um, I shared the stage with several world leaders, um, such as the Dalai Lama. I've been very blessed to be able to travel the world and speak to some of the most amazing people with some of the most diverse backgrounds. Um, I've been a therapist now for... 17 years. So mm-hmm. I say I'm a professional speaker and a professional listener. And it's been, <laughs> nice. a, it's, been a, it's been a phenomenal career. I'm very blessed. Happily married. Uh, just bought my first house about two weeks ago. And oh, congratulations. Thank you. Now I'm a happy homeowner. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I live a blessed life. And I, I built it from the ground up from some of the things that we're going to be sharing with your listener some of the concepts that I live by. You mentioned in this Ted talk that the reason you were born, can you share that with our listeners too? I'll let you say it. Sure. So I had a mentor ask me once, Sean, why were you born? And he just kept asking me that question over and over and over. Why were you born? Why were you born? And I kept responding thinking I was going to just, you know, get him to stop asking this silly question. Right. He just kept asking it until finally he told me to dig in deep and really think about my heart space. Why was I born? And then it came to me in a little voice inside my heart, as cheesy as that might sound. um, Mm. I was born to rid the world of insecurity. And when I told him that, he said he could feel the hairs on the back of his neck stand up. And he said, yes, you were, because if there was ever anybody to be born into a container that the human race would listen to about how to overcome insecurities, it would be you. And Mm -hmm. I've spent the remainder of my life uh, obsessed. I mean, that's the best word I can use Mm. topic of insecurity and how do we overcome our insecurities and what causes insecurities and the damage that insecurities do. I, I personally believe that every human tragedy that has to do with behavioral choices can be traced back to somebody's insecurity. And whether that's violence one-on-one, going to war with a country, stealing from somebody, cheating somebody, it, I believe, all stems back from our insecurities, which are those elements inside of us that make us feel like we're not enough. That, that is profound. And I, I would agree. I've been in the mental health industry for over two decades now. Um, that's one of the things that we have in common, that we've, we've launched into careers that include public speaking as well as um, meeting more personally and intimately with people to, to help them to do that, overcome their securities, get out of their own way, really. Absolutely. And uh, I think you're right on, Sean, that um, this insecurity tends to drive misbehavior. Absolutely. You know, when, when you don't feel like you're enough, 
You do a lot of stupid stuff to try to prove that you are. <laughs> yeah. Now you've discovered some principles that allow people to to get beyond that. And that having made a life and a career and a profession out of this, share with us some of what you've learned along those lines. What is it that that we can do to to get off our butt, so to speak? Yeah. So uh, to take insecurity as an example, the best way that I I teach people to deal with their insecurities is that I have to share with them the cure. And the cure to insecurity is self-care. That when a person does a phenomenal job of self-care, and I don't mean just pampering your body by going to the spa. I mean mind, body, spirit, health, wealth, relationships. When you do amazing self-care on those categories, what it does is it allows your insecurities to lie dormant. Because in the search for the cure to insecurity, I came across the realization that we all are insecure. We all have insecurities and they're rooted oftentimes from childhood or traumas and they never go away. I don't care. You know, I've studied, I'm a trainer of NLP. I'm a doctor of clinical hypnosis. I've studied some of the greatest uh, behavioral strategies and Mm -hmm. I find that at the end of the day, the insecurities are still lying dormant. At best, we can keep them dormant and, and move forward with our lives in spite of the fact that they're there. And when you're taking great care of yourself and you're on what I call your When Life Works list, which is a series of self-care action items that you need to take every day, mm-hmm. when you're on your When Life Works list, when you're doing the self-care, those insecurities don't have any power over you. They don't rear their ugly head. But when you're on what I call the when life sucks list, which is all those activities that you do that suck the energy out of you and and cause you to doubt yourself and question your abilities, when you're on that set of action lists, uh, what happens is you end up having those insecurities running the show and you you can say things that you regret, you can do things that you regret, And you can honestly question your own value as a human being. Yes. You know, and it's all perception, isn't it? Well, yeah. And it's all perception each day within yourself. Somebody recently asked me, Sean, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? And normally my pat response is, I see a strong, confident, healthy man. Right. Not a guy that's a little man in a wheelchair that's three feet tall. But when I started to think about it more and be a little bit more honest with myself and, and anybody asking that question, it was, you know what, what I think of myself when I'm looking in the mirror has everything to do with how I feel in the moment. And sometimes sometimes when I look in the mirror, I see somebody who's pathetic and lazy. Sometimes when I look in the mirror, I see a confident, attractive man. Sometimes when I look in the mirror, I see a deformed, disabled, uh, scared, guy. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I look in the mirror, I see a leader. And it depends on what mental state I'm in when I'm looking in that reflection. And I think that there's a a pumped up fake persona in the personal growth industry that you eventually arrive and then your insecurities go away. You're confident every moment and you never have a bad day. 
but I don't care what guru you follow or what authors or speakers or podcasts you listen to. Anybody who's being honest with you will tell you they have days where they question their value and their abilities, period. Mm. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing it wrong. Probably means that you're human. Exactly. And what it, it means is that you have fallen off your self-care list. Whenever, and everybody reacts differently when they fall off their self-care list. Some people get grouchy and mean. Some people become intimidating. Some people become timid and scared. Some people become lazy and apathetic. We all handle falling off of our self-care rituals differently. I get very emotional. I get very um, fragile emotionally mm. where I, I don't feel like I'm making a, an impact on this world or that I've done nothing with my life. And I get very dark when I'm off my self-care rituals. I, I teach all of this because I need to hear it every single day. Right. I, I think there's also a reason, Sean, why we call what we do a practice. Yep. Right. Because it implies that you get to practice this consistently. And to hear that from you, thank you for being so genuine about that. Oh, my pleasure. People might look at you and think, wow, this guy has it figured out. Some days. And some days you do. Right. And that's the whole point that some days you, you kick, if you fall off your self care, as you put it, um, you're going to have times when it, when you just don't feel as strong and that's part of the deal. Yep. I want to share another, uh, finding that I've come across and you probably okay. see it as well in your practice. And that is, I found the definition of being miserable and oh. I've defined it as, Focusing on what you don't want, don't have, don't like. That's it. People who are miserable focus on what they don't want, which is another way of saying fear. Mm -hmm. They're focused on what they don't have, which is another form of saying comparison and envy. Mm -hmm. And they focus on what they don't like, which is another way of saying complaining. And so when you focus on what you don't want, don't have, don't like, you're going to be miserable. Whereas people that are proactive and actively participating in their life and doing great things with the time they have and enjoying and feeling a fulfillment in their life, they do the opposite. They focus on what they do want, another way of saying goals. They focus on what they do have, which is another way of saying appreciation. And they focus on what they do like, which is another way of saying they, they, they are clear on what they prefer, their preferences. And so anytime I'm dealing with somebody that's miserable, I'm like, well, it's a simple mathematical equation. You're focused on what you don't want, don't have, don't like. Turn it around. And people are like, oh, no, it can't be that simple. You don't understand. Mm. My problems have been around my whole life. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to try to debate that you got complex issues. You do. You probably have been in this you know, stuck rut that for decades. And I'm not right. going to argue that. But problems, while they may be so complex, solutions can actually be quite simple. And so simple that we, we feel awful that we haven't implemented them sooner. So then we perpetuate the problem so we just don't feel dumb. <laughs> People are funny that way. All of us do it. We do. 
You're right on target. Folks, this is Dr. Sean Stevenson at Live On Purpose Radio today. We've queued this up nicely. We'll be back for the second half of this program in just a moment. You all know that I'm excited about positive psychology. Finally, there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy. My friend Scott Wilhite developed this app. Scott, tell us about it. Well, uh, it's called Feed Your Happy. It's like seven habits meets the Fitbit, where you get Mm, mental training on seven core skills to happiness, and you get the tracking ability too, so that you can chart. Anything you chart improves faster. If you like apps, if you like games, if you like happy, this is it. Feed Your Happy, it's available now in the App Store. And we're back. Dr. Sean Stevenson at Live On Purpose Radio today. Sean, you have illuminated the obvious. I love that as as therapists, as mental health professionals, that's kind of our job. You know, we get to, we get paid to tell people things they already know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. But there's obvious things that are unnoticed. And I think you just illuminated one of those things when you defined misery. Um, it's focusing on what you don't want, what you don't have, and what you don't like. And you've put it so simply, it, it, it's kind of, well, well, duh, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to your awareness, but there's a lot of obvious things that are not, ob- that we're not aware of. Is yes, what I always say common sense is not common sense. Until it's common practice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Just because you know. Well, I'll ask you a question that one of my mentors asked me. And we'll get to mentors in a moment because I want want to talk about how important of a role they played in my life. But one of the mentors asked me, he said, Sean, when does somebody learn something? So I'm going to ask you, Paul, when does somebody learn something? I think the answer that comes to me is when it changes what they do. Yep, when a behavior is changed and not yeah. a moment sooner. And most people think that to learn something is to intellectually understand it and regurgitate it. And that's right. not true. You know how to get in shape. Move more, eat less, right? You know how to make money. Bring value ask people for money and continue to follow up till you get it. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a lot of very simple processes in life that are very common sense, but is everybody in great shape? No. Is everybody wealthy? No. Is everybody pursuing relationships and, and have love in their life? No. But the concepts to create those things are often quite simple, but, you know, simple and easy, as mentioned earlier, simple and easy are not the same thing. You know, when something is simple, it doesn't mean it's necessarily easy. You know, I I try to stay away from things that are easy because easy leads to atrophy. And whenever I'm doing something to atrophy, I know I know that the the world does not allow for coasting. If you study physics. There is no such thing as coast. You're either accelerating or decelerating at all times. You're either growing or dying. You're either 
you know, moving mm-hmm. forward or backward. And whenever you're doing something for the easy road, you're slowing down and that, that holds you back in life. I, I love to mm. stay active and keep my mind active and my body active. Am I perfect at it? No, but I have to be reminded of, reminded of it, get back out there and continue to implement that, which I know most of what I teach is not that profound. It's quite simple. I mean, I spent gosh, 12 years speaking to kids between the ages of elementary and high school mm-hmm. and my concepts are simple enough for them to get it, but as complex as, as what, you know, PhDs and scientists and doctors that I presented to still are baffled by in their own life. Right. You said, you mentioned that, that you might be slowing down, but an even scarier idea is that you're accelerating in the opposite direction, which technically you are from a physical standpoint, slowing down is acceleration in in a different direction, right? Absolutely. And a lot of people, they mistake uh, busy from productive in their life. I do this a lot where I I stay busy but I'm not, I'm not completing anything. You know, like you can fill up your day. We all fill up our day somehow. And some of us are productive and some of us just stay busy. And I really, I surround myself with uh, schedules and people that make sure that I'm doing, you know, like this podcast would not be possible without my executive assistant, Rose. She did all the coordination. Back when I was responsible for that, I screwed that up all over the place. I would have not had it in the calendar. I wouldn't have known what time. I wouldn't have the link to get onto this. I would have made a mess of it because I figured out in my life that I'm only really good at three things. And that is getting in front of a crowd and speaking, Mm -hmm. being on video or audio like I am right now. And working with a client in my office, anything that is outside of those three elements, I screw it up. I really do. Scheduling, uh, budgeting, uh, computer graphics, uh, web design. I screw all that up. I have to bring in people who are as amazing at those things as I am for my three. So rather than focusing on what you're not good at, you surround yourself with people who are good at those things, and then you can focus on what you are good at. Absolutely, because there's a lot of things that I am not good at. Oh, me too. And all I've been frustrated with in my life is trying to be the guy who tries to be all things to all people, and I'm just Mm -hmm. done with that stage of my life. I am who I am, and who I am is somebody who's, I could do this type of interview all day, every day, never grow tired. I can get on stage and speak to an audience all day, every day, and never grow tired. I can make um, one-on-one sessions with my clients all day, every day, and never grow tired. You put me in front of a spreadsheet or a PNL, my eyes are glazing over, and I hate my life. <laughs> yeah. I can relate. There may be a reason why we went a similar direction with our careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Well, Sean, in the in the few minutes that we have left, what would be a practical piece of advice that you would have? We talked about self-care. We talked about getting ahead of this insecurity thing. If one of our listeners is trapped, is feeling stuck, is just, you know, in that life sucks mode, where would you steer them? What would you direct them or advise that they do first? Well, selfishly, I tell them to go get my ebook. <laughs> ah, yes. How to stay positive when life gets crazy. Um, because I feel you can't do it alone. You're going to need a mentor. And I'd love to be your mentor. But there, there are a lot of other mentors out there but besides myself and Dr. Paul. There's a lot of people out there that are experts in all different fields. And, you know, the first thing I would tell somebody to do is to, to surround themselves with people that have what they want and are living the life they would like to have and learn from them. And actually through the law of physics, using something called drafting, help them get more of it. So if you want to get wealthy, help somebody that is already wealthy, get wealthier. And through the law of drafting, they will pull you up through the mentor process. If you want to get healthy, help somebody who's already healthy, get healthier, and they will take you through the process as well. I found in my life, if I can find people that have what I want, help them get more of it, then the law of the universe always takes care of me. You said that it might be selfish to say that, but I'm thinking that sounds more generous to me, Sean, when you're, you're offering your wisdom and experience in the form of an ebook. Uh, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm, I find myself wondering, how do we get that? <laughs> Yeah, can so you just tell, my, tell the listeners how they can connect with that ebook? Yeah, go to staypositive.club, C-L-U-B, like golf club, staypositive.club. It's, it's the gateway drug into Sean Stevenson. And ah, if, awesome. you've enjoyed, if you've enjoyed this interview, you will love that ebook. I wrote it in a way that you can finish it in one setting. It's meant to finish. Most books and programs are so long that we start the first chapter and never finish it. So the mm-hmm. ebook is short. I recorded it on audio so that you can listen to my voice if you don't want to read it. Plus you get a bunch of bonuses. You get my book for kids. All of that you can get for that one website, staypositive.club. Staypositive.club. Awesome. And, and my listeners are going to love this, Sean, because I'm the positivity guy. And okay. <laughs> we're going to join the club. So thank you for that. There's one other idea that I wanted to just um, have you address briefly before we're finished here today. And it came from your TED Talk over at the prison. Um, You said something about predictions. Could you share that idea with our listeners today? Sure. Never believe a prediction that doesn't empower you. and. I've lived my life that way. And people, you should read the comments under that video, how some people get so aggressive and upset for that comment. They, they tell me that I'm telling people to stick their head in the sand or not, not pay attention to the world around them. It's not at all what I'm implying. No. Rather, if somebody tells you you have one year to live, and you go, ah, okay, fine, I got one year to live, you're going to give up. If you say, you know what, that's one opinion 
I'm going to go out and create a life that really works in the opposite direction. And maybe, maybe you still die within a year, but you still have that hope to move forward. Sit, sitting around, listening to negative predictions that you're not going to go to college or you're not going to find love or you're not going to make millions of dollars or you're not going to live beyond one year or whatever it may be. You're not going to have a baby. You know, if you sit around and contemplate other people's negative predictions about you, you're going to be miserable. And so it's Mm -hmm. good to be aware and have, you know, your observation skills on high and take everything into consideration. I'm not telling you don't listen to those around you. It's just take it into consideration. If it doesn't empower you, you can create another reality. I can't tell you the number of times people have given me negative predictions. And had I believed them because they were the quote unquote expert, I would be miserable. In fact, I had a huge revelation last year that I had this love-hate relationship with experts. I really did because the experts, like my mentors, have taught me so much and helped me so much to grow in so many different areas. But the experts have also told me things that, that would have held me back had I believed them. And so deep down inside, I never felt like I wanted to be an expert because the experts were the ones that told my parents I would be dead within 24 hours of my first my life. And I had to break through and let go of that and make peace with that so I could actually become an expert to others. And it was a huge growing experience when I had that revelation. All the, all the doctors when you were born predicted, didn't they? Yep. And they're all dead now. That's right. <laughs> and I'm the only doctor that remains. Oh, that's right. Predictions are opinions, aren't they? Wow. They're, they're perceptions for sure. Yes. And I love the way that you put that. It's not put your head in the sand. It's not ignore it completely. You don't have to listen to it if it doesn't empower you. Yeah, you don't have to believe it. Right. That's, you're going to be thrown a lot of labels in your day. And I've noticed that the, the person staring you back in the mirror is the individual that's going to be the hardest to live with. And yet, you're going to be throwing a lot of other predictions from other people outside of that reflection that are going to be challenging. You can't deal with two sets of challenges. You already have to deal with yourself. You don't have to listen to other people's negative opinions. <laughs> Sometimes the chatter in our own mind is too loud. That's, that's, that's a full-time job to deal with in ourselves. Which brings us right back to the self-care. Take care of yourself. Absolutely. Focus on what you like and what you do well and what you want, what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, profound. Dr. Sean Stevenson, you're bringing it again. Thank you for your contribution. Is there some uh, way that people can connect with you? Is, is this the best way, the staypositive.club website? Yep, yep. And once they get the ebook, there's further explanation how we can continue the journey from there if they, if they enjoy that one. Oh, wonderful. Any parting thought that you'd like to share in the last few seconds here? There's no difference between you and anybody else that you, you will spend most of your life trying to make yourself a unique individual and that's well and good and that's wonderful, but everybody around you is a reflection of an aspect of who you are. Like the the people Mm -hmm. that do things that you don't appreciate 
reflections of the things you don't appreciate about yourself. Don't let the external world hold you back. It's just, it's a big reflection of you. And when you can see the external world and not be triggered or irritated, that means you've done a wonderful job on yourself. Mm. Nice. Well, folks, you've heard it from Dr. Sean Stevenson today at Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you for who you are and what you do. It's time, everybody, to go live on purpose. Purpose.